Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. All across CNY, it's the 315. Here's Brian Higgins. Here we are rolling along through our Friday. Setting our mind on Blacksburg tomorrow night. Houston, Virginia Tech tipping off at 7 o'clock. It is a QSportsTalk.com exclusive, people. Post-game show, me and Devo. After the show, QSportsTalk.com only tomorrow at, you know, 9-ish. Depending on volume of monitor reviews late in the game. That will determine the uh, ish of when we're on the air. We're looking forward to the uh, second of two between the Orange and Hokies. Uh, Orange won by 10 two and a half weeks ago. And uh, two and a half weeks ago is when we last talked to our next guest. He is uh, Mike Burnham of the Virginia Tech Radio Broadcast. Uh, Mike, it's not been that long since we we, we chatted here, and uh, yet here we are, these two teams uh, meeting again, and both teams, it feels like, Mike, tell me if I'm wrong, like this is a a huge game for both teams if, you know, there's any hope of keeping tournament hopes alive, uh, barring the ACC tournament going forward. Well, probably so, no doubt about it. Um, You know, it was good to see the Hokies get back on track against Duke, because they had not won. You know, they lost seven games in a row. And uh, to come back in here Monday night and beat Duke after a just heartbreaker of a defeat against Clemson when Tyson Hunter made that last shot of three, the only one he made the whole game uh, with about 13 seconds left. For the Hokies to make that quick turnaround and uh, play Duke Monday and get that win was big. So, you know, there's no place like home. I think they'll play well tomorrow. The crowd is sold out. And, uh should be a great atmosphere for the rematch. Uh, yeah, you know when it when it's sold out in there, it gets loud. Uh, Coach Beheim said on his show last night, you know, talked about you guys and you know Clemson his places. You know, so can get a little claustrophobic in there, get a little loud when, with big games. So the Orange will have to deal with that. Let's go back to that game Monday night because the Orange had, uh, you know, it was a different play, but a similar situation late in the game with a is it a flagrant or is it not? What did you make of that? The Michael Collins, Kyle Filipowski. You know, accidental celebration, punch in the throat, no call deal at the end of the game there. Well, I mean, I just thought the kid is, uh, he's a freshman. Uh, he was excited about making a shot and uh, he was kind of backtracking. And I think it was just totally inadvertent. I don't think he intentionally tried to do anything or hit him in the throat. And uh, I thought it was a good no call. And uh, Coach Young talked about it on his show last night. He said, you know, if we're, if we're at Duke at Cameron Indoor and Coach K's on the sideline, that might be go the other way. So you just you never know uh, what, but I just thought it was an inadvertent, just one of those things. Kids celebrating, just having to catch him at the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, Mike, you've been calling games in this league long enough. You know, when Duke's on the other side of things, you don't necessarily <laughs> expect that call to uh, to go your way. You know, what's that like in the moment? They got to go and look at the monitor. Like that, that had to be very worrisome at the time because you know how that is. Once they start looking at those things, you, you, you never know how it's quite going to come back out, come back out. No, I know. That's the thing. And, I mean, you go back to the Clemson game. I mean, this is the daggonest thing I've seen all year. So, in the Clemson game, within the first 10 minutes of the first half, Virginia Tech got two technical fouls for flopping. Hmm. I haven't seen one called all year. No. And they got two in the first 10 minutes of the game. And so, yeah, you just never know when they start looking at stuff. And uh, it's crazy. But, I mean, I thought it was a good no call. And and Coach Young kind of laughed about it. He said, maybe those officials are thinking, how in the world are we going to get out of Blacksburg if we make this thing and they lose this game? <laughs> so, jokingly, of course, but that was a good win for them. They needed it after that uh, tough loss. Yeah, that was a, uh, certainly a big win for the Hokies on 
on uh, Monday night for sure. And, and it ended, uh, you know, Mike, a, a seven-game losing streak, and it combines with the absence of Hunter Couture, who who missed, you know, the middle four games of that streak. So, you know, he's been back for three games now. How different of a team is Virginia Tech when he's in the lineup versus what they are and saw two and a half weeks ago when he was not playing? Well, he's a, he's a big difference because he can shoot the ball, and I think you can see that against Duke. We made five of ten beyond the arc. Uh, and, you know, his energy's great. He he defends well. You know, he can pass. He can spell Sean Padula at the point a little bit. And uh, he spreads the floor. So, you know, he's another shooter that the defense has to account for. And I think that was one of the big factors in the game at Syracuse was that the Hokies just couldn't shoot the ball. They were three of 19 from three-point range. Mm-hmm which is incredibly bad, as good as they were in the paint. I mean, you think about that game, they had like, what, 46 points or something in the paint, and they couldn't shoot a lick from the outside. Yeah. And part of that was, you know, Rodney Rice, who that was in his first game after being uh, hurt, had the ankle surgery, played almost 30 minutes and was one for nine shooting. And, um, you know, when you talk about those three-point shots, and, and that last three was made when Graham Bazzilli was coming down to court with less than a minute left. So, I mean, it was just bad shooting that night and uh, Syracuse played really well Gerard kind of took the game over you know had his nice night of shooting 50 percent and so uh, they played really well up there yeah and you mentioned Couture and his shooting which is certainly big Uh, Couture's defense is also big and it could potentially combine uh, with how well uh, Gerard played the last time out you know we just had this conversation and you'd be in better position to answer this uh, Mike than we would uh in this game tomorrow, what, what do you think is more important from Couture? Is it the shooting and the threat he provides, or is it you know having the best perimeter defender back in as well? Uh, probably you know somewhere in between, a little of both, because uh, I, I think when you look at the first game and you saw how poorly they shot from the outside, they're going to need Hunter to make some shots. But they're also going to need him to guard. Uh, obviously, he's going to have to guard Gerard some, maybe most, of the time, just to try to slow him down a little bit. I mean, he had 24 points in that game. Right. Took 20 shots, made 10 of them. So the defense on him was not very good. And he's a playmaker. He's really talented. And so I think Hunter, you know, is going to have to do a little bit of both tomorrow night. Uh, Mike and Mike Burnup, our guest from the Virginia Tech uh, Radio Network. You mentioned Rodney Rice, and I know we talked about him two and a half weeks ago. And you're like, hey, watch out for this guy. It's going to be his first career game tomorrow. Not only did he play, you said he played almost 30 minutes in the game, but he, he has not played since. Uh, was there any re-aggravation of the injury, or uh, what, what has led to him not, not being on the court since we saw him for so many minutes in the Dome that, that day uh, so, two and a half weeks ago? Yeah, so what happened on the uh, Saturday after that game, uh, they were practicing. It was right at the end of practice. Uh, he he took a ball and I hit his uh, shooting hand, his pinky, and they just thought it was like a jam finger. He's over there shaking it out and whatnot. Coach thought, you know, hey, everybody gets jam fingers. I've had them. You've had them. Uh, and he said he didn't think much of it. But the trainer just felt like, you know, to be safe, let's get an X-ray. So they took him and got an X-ray, and they found out that he did have a fractured bone wow. in his pinky. So he's out indefinitely and uh, may not make it back this season, just depending on how long it takes to heal, because, as you know, this season's getting winding down pretty fast. Uh, yeah, February is staring at us pretty soon. I mean, it, it, not that you want to lose the guy, right? And you don't necessarily plan five years out anymore in, in college athletics, and by necessarily, you just don't at all. Um, but the medical redshirt, you know, if he's hurt again, like like that's legit in play for him. Yeah, exactly, and so he, he did struggle shooting the ball, and it's unfortunate. feel bad for him after waiting all that time, but, you know, he's just kind of snake-bitten, and you got to move on.
But fortunately, you got Hunter Couture back who's got the experience. Yeah, I'd say if the timing's going to work out, getting your best guy back is probably good timing. Uh, if you're a Syracuse observer, uh, you're absolutely certain that Virginia Tech's best player is Justin Mutz based on the last uh, few meetings between these teams and how he operates in the zone. You know, how is he still able to be so effective in the zone? Like, the Orange know what he's about to do, and it doesn't seem to matter. Like, he, he keeps doing it every freaking time these two teams play. I know. Isn't it amazing? I mean, he, he was just dynamite. Coach talked about that last night. You know, he, you put him right there on the nail, right in the middle of the free throw line uh, where you shoot. And he says, you know, he just orchestrated a heck of a game. He had nine assists in the game. And, you know, some of those passes that he made weren't weren't converted into baskets or he would have had even more. He would have had a rare, rare double-double of points and assists. But, you know, he shot the ball well. I mean, you think about Bazzilli in that game. You know, he had 26 and Butts had 21. And Kidd, the other big guy, had 10. I mean, those guys scored most of the points in the game. You just couldn't make a shot from outside. So, Mutz has got a knack for that. He's a great passer. And uh, I know he's excited about uh, playing again tomorrow night in front of the home crowd. Uh, yeah, it was uh, last year down in Blacksburg in Castle against uh, the Orange. So they had the triple-double. So, that is something the Orange yeah. got to significantly watch out for uh, in the game uh, this weekend. Uh, kept him off the glass, actually, pretty good last time. Only had four rebounds, but Bazzilli was... Uh, all over that, he had the double-double with 10 boards in that game back on January 11th. Uh, Mike Burnup, our guest from the Virginia Tech Radio Network. And, uh, Mike, last time uh, we talked to you, you guys had just seen Clemson. Now, you, now you've not only seen Clemson again, you've also seen uh, Virginia. Uh, do you have any clarity now uh, who, who you think is the best team in the league that you've seen those two up close and in person a few uh, times? I think when it's all said and done, I think that uh, UVA probably will come out on top. I mean, as bad as the Hokies played, in both of those games, uh, they still were one-possession games. And uh, UVA, I just think, all around is much better. They're so much better offensively. Their defense is outstanding, but their offense is really good. And, um, you know, the Hokies didn't score a lot of points on them, and that was a 10-point deficit. And uh, Clemson plays great defense, but I think when you look at the fact that they only scored 51 on the Hokies and the last one was a three, where they would have been sitting there at 48 points, you know, had uh, Hunter Tyson not made that shot. Um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. But every night's so different in this league. It's like the Hokies scored 50 points against Clemson, and then they come back against Duke and score 45 in the first half. I mean, you just can't. You, you just never know what's going to happen, who's going to show up, when are the shots going to fall, you know, what kind of defense is the other team playing. You know, it's just um, – that's what makes the league so great, I guess. On any given night, man, anybody could win. Uh, let's look forward here for Tech here. Eleven games left. You know, he's sitting there. Obviously, the conference record's not what uh, the Hokies wanted to be due to the recent losing streak. What, what do you think has to be done here over the course of the next month and change for you know Virginia Tech to right the ship and uh, make it back to the tourney this year? Well, they were sitting there last year at the same thing at two and seven, right? And yeah. won a bunch of games in a row, one seven and nine or something like that. You know, the problem this year is that. You know, after this game of Syracuse, you got to go play at Miami. And then you got to turn around and you got Virginia at home. Mm-hmm. And then you get some of the teams that aren't as good in this league, right? You got Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, uh, Pitt, the return with Miami. Uh, then you got to play at Duke, which will be difficult. And then you got Louisville, Florida State. So, I mean, there's certainly some games on there that the Hokies will be favored to win. Uh, it's just a matter of can they play well and uh, stay healthy and uh, give it their best shot. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. You're right. It was certainly a front-loaded schedule in hindsight in the league for yeah. Virginia Tech this year, and uh, you know timed up completely wrong with with Couture's injury, with all those uh, close losses to the better teams in the league. All right, Mike. Uh, no reason not to think it's not going to be a good game tomorrow night. I'm sure it'll be fun at a, a sold-out castle. Enjoy it, and I'm sure we'll chat again soon. Okay. 
Sounds good. Take care, and uh, we look forward to it. All right, that is Mike Burnett from the Virginia Tech Radio Network. Hokies in the Orange tomorrow at uh, 7 o'clock. We will have post-game coverage here, the Burdick Lexus and Burdick BMW post-game show, QSportsTalk.com exclusive only there. Go to it. Me, Devo, you, chat, phone calls, series of words. We'll be doing all of that tomorrow after the show at 9 o'clock or so, and we'll uh, – We'll chop it up for about an hour tomorrow night. Looking forward to that. With that, a break. We'll hit the phone lines when we come back. Jake has been waiting patiently on hold. We'll chat to him and uh, maybe you at 315-437-7644 for ESPN 44 when we come back. Still need to get the picks of the man who sort of knows. He and Mario hopefully will know more this week than last. We'll find that out as well as we roll along on this Friday on the program. Working our way toward the game tomorrow. Working our way toward the weekend. Tickets to Houston, Virginia to give away as well. Coming up at 3.30-ish today. Back after this, it is QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio.